welcome to the Stress Reduced Fat Loss Podcast, where we teach and mentor you, the health and fitness professional, on how to holistically transform your client's body, health, and life. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Arco. Alongside me, you'll hear from Sarah Fennell, Ken Sylvan, and Barat Ozan. Each episode, you will have a combination of us sharing our 70 plus years of combined knowledge and experience in the health and body transformation industry. Our goal is to help expand your awareness of holistic transformations and teach you how to get deeper results for your clients. Let's jump into this episode. Welcome back to the Stress Reduced Fat Loss Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Fennell, and I have my co-host flying here with me, Joe Arco. Hello. Welcome. Woo, woo, woo. Yes, I'm excited yes. to talk about some simple things today. Simple things. Yes. yes. Um, I think that's such a valuable thing for people to be able to take away when it comes to improving your health. There's There are complex protocols and so many things that we can do to improve many areas of the body, but we skip over the simplicity and then those complicated, more robust things don't work as well because the simplicity hasn't been there to optimize a system. 100%. And uh, today we're going to be covering Three simple, effective, essential things that everyone should be doing to optimize their vitality and their health. Yes. Yeah. And we're going to be talking about what to be doing around meals. And so yes. if you're a trainer or nutritionist listening here, if you give meal plans to clients, it's not just, hey, I need you to eat this and this amount, but right. what is that? We'll call it like a meal etiquette maybe, or like, a, you know, meal hygiene. You know, what is it that you do in order to actually eat and efficiently be able to digest food? Yeah, we call these the essential three. And like I said, everyone should be doing this. If you have kids, teach your kids to do this. You listening right now, you should be doing this. If you're coaching people, this is where you should be starting as the foundation of master these three things first before we move forward. Yeah. Yes. So we're going to go through these three things. Let's list them out. And as we list them out, you might even think, really? Like, that's it. Like, don't try to overcomplicate things and, and ask yourself, are you doing them and see if you can yes. do them for seven days straight? Like make that a challenge for yourself listening here. Okay. All right. So what are those essential three, Joe? The essential three really comes down to how you're breathing, how you're using your water and chewing. So it's just breathing, water and chewing. That's it. But here's where we get, okay, so what about the breathing? What about the water? What about the chewing? So a very simple strategy that you should be using, so a breathing technique that you should be using to stimulate digestion, which we're not doing. A very simple strategy. The strategy is very simple. Don't drink with your meals. What? We'll get into that in a second. So no drinking with your meals is something that we call the flush feed principle. And lastly is every time you put something in your mouth, are you chewing it 30 times? Are you talking? Are you rushing through meals? Um, just trying to scarf things down. And as simple as these things sound, these three things have the most profound impact on what's happening with the food that we're putting in our body. And if we're not setting the system up for success, then it's really not giving us the vitality, the energy, the nutrients, and everything else that we need. So we're going to dive into these three things, but it's just as simple as switching your breathing technique, modifying when you're drinking your water, and really focusing on chewing. That's it. Yeah, that's it. It's just becoming more conscious of how you're intaking your meals and the state of your body. So let's talk yes. about that state of your body because this is going to move right into our breathing conversation. Yeah. And so there's really two states that we operate at. 
there's fight or flight, or there's rest and digest, sympathetic, parasympathetic, same words. And so do you want to explain those two states to us, Joe? So, I mean, really when, um, you know, as you're going through your day, the nervous system is either firing on or off, right? And so in simplistic terms, um, our body is either go, 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 you know, that fight or flight mentality, um, or it's in a rest and digest state. And, you know, if you go back to caveman days, like this is important stuff. So if we're being chased by something, we got to like quickly up and go and we're in fight or flight. And the thing though, is that when you're in fight or flight, the body is only thinking about survival. It's not thinking going, I got to really just sit down and digest food right now. Blood is being taken away from all these organs. And what, you know, in our society now is that we're recreating these stressful situations, but there's no tiger chasing us anymore. You know, it's the boss and the demands and the high stress and sitting in traffic. We're constantly just in this, this, this sympathetic state, this fight or flight state that our digestive system isn't even getting the time, the attention or the nervous system response that it needs to even do its job. Meaning you're eating a healthy meal in a stressful situation. And it's not being digested the way you think your macros don't matter anymore. Yes. Right, you're in fight or flight. So, um, and, and what controls this? What a lot of people don't realize is that it's our breathing. And so, you can trick your nervous system response or flick the switch just by controlling your breathing. And what most people don't realize is that we usually breathe very, sa- very shallow through our chest without a lot of thoughts. And what that's doing is triggering our brain to say, "Oh, we must not be in rest and digest." That person must be very stimulated. The, the, the nervous system is very stimulated right now, even though you're not being chased, right? So when we want to eat, if you think about this, so just think about this in simple terms. When you want to eat, you want to flick the switch to rest and digest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't want to be in a stressful situation, sitting in traffic, eating, and, and trying to multitask and do all these things. The brain just goes, what do you want me to do right now? Oh, I'm eating, so I need to rest and I need to digest. Yeah. And so there's a very simple breathing technique that we can do to trigger this. So here is step number one. And if you've never done this before, it's a great thing you can do. Now, there's two parts to this, but for simplicity purposes, just think about this as after your meal, what do you want to do? You want to rest and you want to digest. So as soon as your meal is done, and I would encourage you, I'm begging you guys, do this with your family. Do this at the dinner table. As soon as you're done eating, We're going to breathe in for four seconds, and we're going to breathe out for eight. We're going to breathe in for four, out for eight, and we're going to do this a few times. Now, the breathing is very important how you breathe. So we're going to breathe in through the nose, and we want to feel our belly expand, not the chest. We don't want to see our chest rise. We actually want to see that diaphragm doing the work in the belly, almost like you're making your belly bigger, which a lot of people don't like to do. They feel a little uncomfortable doing that. But what we're going to do is when you start breathing diaphragmatically and you slow down the rate of breathing, you're tricking your nervous system. So if I'm, if I'm running away from a lion chasing me, what are the odds that I can breathe in for four seconds and slowly breathe out? Not going to happen. You're like, <laughs> right? Exactly. Exactly. So when you're done eating, we're going to do this together. We're going to breathe in for four seconds through our nose and through our belly. Eight, yes. Right, and you can you gotta tap your feet or do something. I mean, if it's seven or eight or nine, like no one like it's it's the idea of doubling the time that you're breathing out compared to breathing in. Mm-hmm. 
And what that does, even if you do that cycle four, five, six times, I'm actually more concerned about just do it twice, I'll be happy. But if you can extend that a little bit more, but just doing that alone, not getting up to the table, rushing to get dishes done, getting to the next thing and just stimulating the nervous system, just slow down for two minutes, breathe in for four, breathe out for eight and relax. And what you're doing is you're tricking the nervous system to go, okay, great. Now that there's food in there, start digesting. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so it, it, very simple. And get in the habit of doing this. Now, some people might not feel comfortable doing it, but explain to people, have some fun with this, do this as a family. Um, and if you feel super uncomfortable, or you're at work or in a cafeteria or in a group environment, go to the bathroom for two minutes. Yeah. Right. Like just, just make it a priority because think about this, your body has to do the work now. Think about like a, like a thousand workers in your digestive tract having to now go to work and break things down and, and transport it all through the body. And you're just too much of an a-hole to give, like give it the opportunity it needs to be in the state to do it properly because you're too busy on the next task of creating more stress. Um, it's the most simple thing you can do that has a huge, huge impact on digestion. Yeah. And you, you can feel this right away. Sometimes, you know, I'm not perfect. I know you're not perfect either, Joe, you know, if I'm maybe doing work and I'm eating or you're talking or you're eating, you're not paying attention and you're more in a stressful state. Like what you said, if you get up and you're trying to clean up and it's like next thing, next thing, next thing, if I'm bloated, I'll either sit down or I'll lay down do that breathing. And I literally feel my gut almost like turn on. And you start yeah. to feel things shift and that bloating will go down and it it, it can happen so fast. And so yeah. don't let yourself get to that point, but it's also a great alleviation. If you start to have stomach pains or bloating after eating, it's a really good sign that uh, yeah. my body is not set up for the right environment in order to digest. And one way to reset easily, what you can do as well, like that four, eight count really gets you into that uh, parasympathetic state. What you can practice too, and I find myself doing this all the time now. As you're eating, how are you breathing? Through your mouth quickly between chews, actually take a moment. So as you're chewing, we'll get to the chewing part in a second, but as you're chewing, focus on nice, slow breathing through your nose and diaphragmatic breathing. You can still have a conversation, but guess what? Someone else is talking. You're chewing, you're breathing nice and slow through your nose. And again, you're just tricking that body to say, hey, I'm relaxed and I'm digesting. Even before the meal, four seconds in, four seconds out, four seconds in, four seconds out, just four, four to eight rounds of that. Just reset the body, eat, slow down the eating through the nose, the diaphragm. And when you're done in for four, out for eight, four to five, six rounds, it's all you really need. And now that meal time is a rest and digest time. Uh, and, and to me, that is the most, like, that's where everything needs to start. If you're eating in stress, you're not digesting. Mm-hmm. When I started paying attention to this around my meals, it also made me conscious of other times throughout the day where I wasn't breathing yeah. properly. I know we're just talking about meals right now, but you'd be surprised at how often you're holding your breath throughout the day or yeah. doing shallow breathing. And when you started around your meal time, you know, hopefully it'll kind of raise some red flags later on in your day and, and to be conscious of that breathing because we have to breathe. And yeah. so often we're doing like the minimal amount of breathing which impairs digestion, energy goes down. Like there's just so many negative effects of shallow breathing. I don't want to go through the rabbit hole of breathing on this podcast. We were keeping this simple, not complicated. So for for now, let's just worry about the breathing before, during, after meals, Mm -hmm. right? So as soon as you're about to sit down, even for a snack, four in, four out, couple rounds throughout your meals, breathe through the nose, diaphragmatic breathing. And as soon as you're done, dedicate that four, eight breathing. So four in, 
eight outs all through the nose diaphragmatically. And if you can do it, if you're eating four or five times a day anyways, then at least you're resetting that body four or five times a day, which will probably translate into the rest of your day. Yes. But just if you just focus on those meal times and, that, and, that, and those breathing techniques, it'll make a huge, huge difference what you're doing after and how you're going digest, to digest your food. Yes. Yeah. Um, and our, our second tip here, you're talking about breathing while chewing. And so chewing, so foundational, so foundational. It happens when you put something in your mouth and most of the time we're not even paying attention to how yeah. we're chewing. But what's so and important about this is to look at the digestive system and the steps that that food needs to go through in order to process. I like to look at the digestive system as like a factory, right? So yeah. what's that first line in the factory? And if that's not properly being done, then everything else down, it's a cascade of, of effect of indigestion, things yeah. not digesting or working properly or being broken down and putting stress on the other processes further down. Yeah. And the reality is the, the, you know, you have this big glob of food you're putting in your mouth. It could be easy to break down. It could be this big, massive piece of steak. That's hard. The fibers are hard to break down. And when you think about how small a molecule needs to be to be assimilated and, and absorbed into our body, mm -hmm. like how small it needs to be. Where do you think that's going to happen between the chewing process and the stomach process? Right. <laughs> There's not many places for it to go to start breaking down. So if you're, if you're not chewing and now the stomach, this balloon sack is just full of big hunks of pieces. It's sitting there going, how much acid do you want me to produce to break this down? It's pumping acid, pumping acid, pumping acid. And, and, and from that, A, you might get stomach issues. B, the, the particles just don't get broken down properly. And now these big pieces are going through the, the digestive tract, the intestines, and they're going, how do you expect me to sieve this through to get assimilated? Yeah. And now what's happening is you have food that's not being digested. It's rotting. Now you got gas, you got, you got bloatness, you got all these other things. And think of all the money you're wasting on not assimilating and absorbing that food now. Yeah. People get bloated yeah. and they think it's a stomach issue. Start at the top. Start at the top. Yeah. What went yeah. wrong the step before the stomach? That's what we need to look at. It's not necessarily a stomach problem. Yeah, and then, you know, if the food isn't at that acidity level, like what you were saying, it doesn't trigger the enzymes further down. And that's what I was saying about that cascade of effect. You have to make sure each section is, is working properly. And yeah. so chewing, we'll talk about amount of chewing. Um, let's just talk about the purpose of chewing. So obviously yep. you want smaller particles so that you're breaking down, ease that stomach. There's also an enzyme that is released in the mouth called amylase, which helps break down carbohydrates. And so you want to make sure, especially your carbs, that you're really chewing them because that's a huge digestive process right there. Yeah. Like, like chewing is the signal, right? So it, it's basically getting everything ready. It's the warm up for the digestion. And, and, and like you said, two parts to that is the signal of amylase. So, hey, the stomach's getting ready to, 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 to do its job. And then also the particles have to be very, very super small. So drink your food. I, this is probably the hardest thing we teach this. We, we, we try to implement it. I think this is one of the hardest things for people to do consistently. We even do it with the kids and it's, it's like a fun little giggle around the dinner table because how many times are you supposed to chew Joe? 30 times per chew or until it's liquid. So I was like, Oh, I got yogurt in my mouth. Joe, I'm not chewing this 30 times. Like I get that. But generally speaking, to the point where it's almost you can switch it back and forth between your teeth and then you yeah. can swallow it. It should be very liquid consistency so that when it gets to the stomach, limited amount of hydrochloric acid needed to break it down. And now the intestinal tract has an easy way of assimilating it. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's interesting when you start chewing, you get to like 10 counts and you're like, 
I'm usually <laughs> swallowing at this point and I'm not even halfway through it. Yeah. It really gives you that insight into how much you're actually not chewing. At least that's what I saw for myself when mm-hmm. I learned about this and really started implementing it. And then to implement it with a client as well, you, you got to coach them through this, tell them to count, tell them to recognize when they should usually swallow and how much maybe they're not chewing, get them to recognize what does their gut feel like when they're chewing those 30 times versus not. And when you can start to see that distinction, that's what makes you can really realize, yes, this is working. Yes. I need to chew my food. Yes. I need to slow down when I'm eating. I will say this chewing is one of the most subconscious things that we do and mean if it's subconscious, it is so layered in there and programmed in there that we don't think about chewing and swallowing. We're always doing something else. And when I'm mindful, I think of like, I'm really mindful of like, oh, I just chewed that four times. It was just small enough to get down my gizzard into my stomach is how I feel sometimes when I don't chew It's swallow. (laughs) But when you, but if you don't think about chewing, let me ask you this. How are people programmed or conditioned? Like how many chews till you swallow? I feel like, I don't know. I just swallow. I just chew. Yeah. We're not conditioned to do this. We're not conditioned to take our time. We're not conditioned and taught to stay at the dinner table longer. We're like, hurry up, hurry up. We got to go. We got to go. We got to go. We're not conditioned to do these things. And that's why it's probably one of the hardest things you'll get people to do. Hello, fellow health junkie, Sarah here. I thought it would be a great opportunity for me to jump in and let you know about a free resource that we've created for you. We want to give you the number one protocol that all result-driven holistic coaches and practitioners give to get insane results with their clients. Results like easing digestive issues, increased physical and mental energy, accelerated weight loss, reduced inflammation weight, clearer, brighter skin, and a better sense of well-being. Go to www.transformationmentorship.ca forward slash start. Let us know your name and email address, and we'll send you a detailed manual explaining this protocol, how to coach your clients through this phase, food replacement lists, and client tools and resources so that you can get an action right away. Transformationmentorship.ca forward slash start. I've also left you a link in our show notes. Let's get back to the episode. So the third thing we talk about water is the easier for people to change the breathing because there's an action to it. But if you think about how many bites of food you take a day, it's hundreds. And to get each one of those right, it's just, there's more room for error for those things. And there's more distractions that come in. So when people want to really implement this, it's a very mindful practice until it becomes subconscious because you will go back to, oh, I got distracted. I completely forgot about chewing again. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's at every meal. You're like, okay, this is the week that I practice on. Am I actually chewing my food? Yeah. And you will be shocked that subconsciously you'll always go back to those bad behaviors. You can make this a, a habit and a pattern um, at every meal time. Yeah. And, and those bad habits started most likely in childhood. And I think it's interesting to think back about when you have a baby, it's a liquid diet to begin with because their digestive tract is still um, growing. And then you want to slowly yeah. implement foods. And, you know, I know, Joe, you have children. How how small would you cut up that food? You'd make sure they exactly. chew properly. Let's see, is it out of your mouth before you put another bite yeah. in? And, and we do this with our kids because we think they're so, you know, delicate and fragile and we don't want to hurt them. But then we lose that along the way and, and parents stop mm-hmm. instilling that in their children. And then you get busy and you don't think about it. And that's why, like, this is simple. Like, let's go back to basics. Let's go back to how to really help a digestive system, like what we do with children. I want to change the word simple and basic to fundamental and essential. Mm. Because walking is fundamental and essential for for daily life. Mm -hmm. And if you don't perfect how to do it, 
Like how many people even don't walk properly because of gait and issues and imbalances we see what the effects are. This is no different. Like your chewing is like your walking gait. If you're not doing this properly, everything down the line gets affected because of it. And because sometimes we use simple or basic, we don't put enough emphasis on the foundation, how essential it is to do. I don't want to give you a meal plan so you can show me you can do this first. Because you're just going to butcher the meal plan I give you and it's not going to be as opt- it's not going to function optimally because these things are taken. Mm-hmm. And then the client's frustrated, you're frustrated. Uh, and not only this, but it's simple for people to do. Yes. It's it's yes. almost childish, but it's almost embarrassing at how hard it is to actually do it. Yeah. And yeah. I think, you know, trainers and nutritionists, anybody listening here, like you have to see the value in this first before you will ever ever start coaching a client on it. Because sometimes, you know, you you think the client values the meal plan and, and the structure of that, but they're going to value the symptom release, feeling right. better, getting better health results, fat loss results. And so when you can teach them these simple things before you even implement an actual meal plan, have them start even digesting crappy food better before you start <laughs> like really cleaning up a meal plan, it will help them. And so- yeah. Fundamental and essential. Love those two words. So now the the third essential or fundamental thing, and this is the one that I've actually implemented the longest and the most, and this is how you position your water throughout your day and around your meals. And here's the first thing I want people to realize. Don't drink with your meals. And this is a big one for a lot of people, but I I want you to hear me out here. When we eat, food goes into our stomach, And then hydrochloric acid is produced to break down this food. Well, what happens when I put a liter of water into this pouch now with the acid? Well, now the acid is diluted. If the acid is diluted, am I breaking down my food effectively? I'm not. And so one one of the worst things you can do is make digestion harder, which is diluting the acid that you need to break down the food. And so a principle that we like to teach is the flush feed principle. Wake up in the morning, drink water, flush your body, then eat, then flush, then eat, then flush. So basically separate water from meals, have them between your meals. This one thing alone will have a massive, like between chewing and separating water, think about the impact now of how those particles are different in your stomach and in the intestinal tract. Yes. Yeah. And this, and this is one of the biggest paradigm shifts for most people. And when you think about people who go to bars, and restaurants and, and you throw in beer and water and all the other liquids you're consuming and crappy foods like you there's 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 such little chance for optimal digestion doing that i'd rather go and just drink and not have the meals or have the meal and not drink um but one of the one of the simplest and easiest things you can do especially with kids you know you got all that juice and water and, and you know other, other stuff as they're eating all you're doing is is, is you know, causing the body to produce more hydrochloric acid, which is another problem to begin with, um, or diluting that acid so it's not breaking down the food properly. Yes. And I think a lot of people don't think to you know, have water beside them between meals or carry a water bottle. It's usually you sit down, you know, you grab a drink, you drink some water, you have your meal, and then you don't do anything in between. But as your food is, is digesting, there's toxins released, there's detox processes happening. And, you know, we did, a, Ken and I did a whole episode on water and you talked about your detox highway, lubricate yeah. your detox highway. And so in between meals, as that digestive system is breaking down and, you know, bacteria needs to be released and like all the things that digestive tract has to yeah. eliminate, help that by flushing it between meals, exactly. by getting that detox highway lubricated. 
And it seems very simple, but to me, this is the most effective way of, of, if I was managing my digestion and I had a manager and I had these three components, I'm like, look, I got to manage my water. I got to manage my chewing and I manage my breathing. If I manage these three things, okay, now I can actually digest food properly. And now I can start diving deeper into the types of foods that I'm eating and, and really maximize the, the efficiency of the plan that I want to follow. But I see so many people struggling, including, you know, coaches with their clients, because these three things aren't being looked at, managed, discussed, and almost because they're too simple. Oh, you have your water? Yeah, I had my water. That's all we talked about. You had enough. Not when did you have it, um, you know, separating that from meals. We don't talk about how you're chewing your food. We don't really talk about breathing that much. But these are the essential things that if you master these, not only that, but client compliance is easy. Like you're not going to get a client following a meal plan if they can't even just chew or change their water or change their breathing yeah. techniques. Yes. You're you're doing all these things anyways. Let's just kind of yeah. fix how you're doing them because, like yeah. what you said, they're they're easier to implement than changing an entire meal plan. And you got you know habits and cravings and and comfort foods and all that stuff that's like we wove into uh, people's eating patterns. But you are breathing, you're drinking, yeah. and you're chewing. So let's just tweak that on how you're doing that. And it's uh, client compliance. Yes. One of the easiest ways of selling this as well is like, you know, when you're talking to a client, would you want three of the easiest things that you can do that you're already doing, but if you just tweak them, gave you better results? Who would say no? Yeah. <laughs> right? So if we could just add a little bit to what you're doing right now, and not only that, but to, the buy-in for this should really be to get, as a coach and a client, both of you need to understand that you cannot bypass this. You can't out-trick this. You can't just... Uh, it's okay. My, my meal plan is solid. Like we're talking about the nervous system and we're just talking about like literally how the digestive tract needs to work. This is foundational. So if we don't cover this and you don't make it that important, it's going to be very hard for your, for not only for your client to get the maximum results of anything else, but sell them on the simplicity, sell them on the simple, effective foundation. That's it. Yes. Um, and even like, I know we teach this in, in our transformation mentorship, it's shocking how hard this is for anyone to do and get a perfect grade. I was like just about to coaches say, let's go through this and they fail this yeah. miserably because it, 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 it is, it is a lot harder than you think. But once you learn to master this, trust me, like everything else will default will fall into place a lot easier just by doing this. Yes. Even yeah. if you're starting to work with a new client, this could be your first two week focus. This yeah journal it, have a conversation about it. What did that feel like? What did you notice that was different? And just bring that, bring that awareness to the client's body. And I think that's so important to start a client off is having the awareness of these essential and foundational steps before anything else. And, and you'll 100. see drastic differences as well. I would, if someone had a pretty crappy diet right now, it was definition that would be, but get, you know, get a picture in mind of a crappy diet. If I sat with that client and said, I don't want you to change what you eat right now, but I want you to change how you eat. That's a paradigm shift that they're probably never even used to even hearing. And I say, Clark, Ken, whatever this person's name is, let's just start this week with breathing. Before you eat this Big Mac or this Hungry Man dinner or whatever, you, whatever nonsense you're putting in your mouth, I want you for two minutes, you owe me two minutes of your life to breathe and two minutes of your life after this meal. And here's the breathing techniques I want you to use. Do that for a week and tell me how you feel. The crappy food that they're going to eat will be digested better. Mm -hmm. Now that we've mastered that, like, hey, how about instead of two or three beers and all that water and everything else you drink with your meals, separate that. Now that crappy food is in a proper uh, parasympathetic, 
parasympathetic state to be digested. Now the stomach is doing its job better because it's not so diluted. He's going to feel better. She's going to feel better just by not even changing their meals, but by changing how they're doing it. Then you add the chewing in there. The bloatness will go down. The digestion will be improved. So you can have that same crappy meal. And they're going, oh my God, I feel, I don't feel as bad. Now imagine we replace some of these foods slowly into better foods and continue this journey. It's an easy way of getting compliance where they don't have to change a whole lot. You're not telling them everything you do is wrong, wrong, wrong. You got to flip everything you're eating. The how should really come first and then adopt the what. Yeah. It, it really sets a client up for success as well, because you will layer in the different components to help yeah. them get healthier or weight loss or whatever their goal is. And this is simple. It's, it's simple and, and foundational. And, and I think sometimes a coach can overload a client with way too many steps at the beginning, and then they don't want to do any of it. Yeah. And that's why like, um, like in our TM course, uh, you know, over the course of the first 12 weeks, the first three weeks is a lot of auditing. And so, and so instead of making the client feel like, oh, all we're doing is auditing and logging and this kind of stuff, we, 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 we drip this stuff in there. Like this is their homework that week. So it, it, we're still making progress. We're still making habitual changes that are very essential without it just feeling like an auditing week. Yeah. Right. So while they're food logging, I don't care if you change your food, be don't lie to me at all. Just tell me what you're eating. But while we're doing, let's change some foundational stuff. And most clients have never been taught breathing techniques, things about water, things about chewing. It's just your meal plan sucks. Here's a new one. Here's an exercise book. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's a, like you said, it's a nice way of gaining um, results in advance without giving them a lot of things to change, but the most bang for your buck on the things you are going to change. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned the transformation mentorship, and I'll just you know throw in here that our next cohort is starting February 28th. And if you're a trainer or nutritionist and you're looking for you know essential and foundational ways to help fix a client's health, weight loss issues, energy, movement, mood, any of that, we teach you how to do that in a systematized way that doesn't overwhelm the client and truly gets results for the long term that's sustainable. And that's what this is about. And, and, you know, simple things like breathing, water and chewing, this is sustainable when you get this. And even if you have to eat out at a restaurant, you go traveling, you're still going to breathe, you know, drink water and chew. So you can take this on the road with you. It's not an entire flip your life upside down. And then a client needs to figure out how to do that. And so that's what the transformation mentorship is all about. Um, simple systems in order to help you get clients healthier and, and teaching you how to coach through this as well to make you a really good coach. And so transformationmentorship.ca, you can go check that out. We start February 28th. Yes. And for those listening to this, I, I challenge you. I want you to try doing all three every meal. And I want you to grade yourself. You're like, Oh my God, I'm an F. Like I did not like, if you don't, if you miss one of these things, you can't pass. Mm-hmm. Right, so just see how good you are at doing this, and even better, implement this and let us know how it changed you. Yes, that's I what think, I really want yeah. to hear. Yes, as yeah. a coach too, it's hard to coach on this if you aren't doing it yourself, because yes. you'll be able to laugh with the client and say, "Yeah, I was only chewing ten times," and and it allows yeah. them to kind of have that sigh of relief. And so, be the leader. If if you were going to tell clients to do this, be the leader for yourself, because you'll be a much better coach, and you you know, a client really only raises to the standards that you hold to yourself as well. I truly believe. Um, and so hold these standards to yourself and your clients will get much better results. Couldn't say any better. Wonderful. I think that's a mic drop on this one. Breathing, water, chewing, foundational and essential. Yes. Thank you so much. Yeah. We'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you so much for joining us here on this episode today. Let's hang out over on Instagram at Transformation Mentorship. And better yet, 
take a screenshot of this episode, upload it to stories, tag us, and let us know what you loved about the episode. We'll see you next time.